Welcome to Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, the podcast that transports you to captivating destinations around the globe. I'm your host, Jill Dutton, a passionate traveler and seasoned travel writer. In each episode, we delve into the heart of a destination with a unique blend of storytelling. Join me as we introduce you to fascinating individuals and explore the enchanted places they call home. To learn more about my writing and podcasting career, stay tuned until the end of the episode for more details. Now, let's embark on this global journey together, one person and place at a time. Today's episode takes us to the heart of Austria, to the enchanting town of Krems along the meandering Danube River. I was on a Viking river cruise along the Danube when I took a tour of Krems. It was a Sunday morning in Krems, Austria. The church bells rang as Elizabeth, the local tourism representative, and I walked the cobblestone streets of this ancient city. The pedestrian area was nearly empty as residents were at church and other tourists from our cruise were touring the Gottvie Gabby. Many businesses were closed, but Thomas Hagman, owner of Café Conditori, Hagman had opened his store for me to sample a cappuccino and his award-winning chocolates. We sat down for a conversation about Austrian coffee culture and his sweet passion for creating delicacies. Austria is known for its rich cultural heritage, stunning landscapes, and of course, its vibrant coffee culture. The art of chocolate making is woven into the fabric of Austrian culinary traditions as well, and our journey today will unveil the sweet secrets behind this delectable craft. La Confiserie means sweet shop, and Hagman Confiserie was a veritable feast of sweet traditions. They have a long tradition of candy making, as this family-owned confectionery and cafe opened in 1836. They see themselves as guardians of old recipes and traditions, but also as a modern confiserie specializing in pastries and cakes, chocolates, gingerbread, coffee, and ice cream specialties. So whether you're a coffee connoisseur, a chocolate lover, or simply someone yearning for a taste of Austrian hospitality, this episode is tailor-made for you. Join us as we unravel the intricacies of Austrian coffee culture, delve into the world of chocolate making, and explore the story behind Café Conditori Hagman. Get ready for an immersive journey through flavors, culture, and the passionate craftsmanship that defines this extraordinary café. Without further ado, let's immerse ourselves in the magic that is Café Conditori Hagman. It's an Austrian institution, the Vienna or the Austrian coffee house. Mm-hmm. The legend says that the first coffee house was founded in Vienna after the Austrian-Turkish war. The Turkish left the coffee in the, in the city and uh, one guy uh, founded the first coffee house. This was about 700, this is just a legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real story is that the first coffee houses in Vienna uh, are about 1820, 1840 in this period. This okay. is the period of Peter Meyer mm-hmm. uh, um, and the period of the, let's say, emancipation of the emperor. You know, mm-hmm. in former days, the emperor was the has uh, had all rights, and then the people started to have their own um, institution. Yeah. I don't, and for example, in, in the States, they have the institution in 70. 79 or something like this mm-hmm. and so this time the people uh, have the chance to head um, to head um, to go to coffee houses or to other other local 
restaurants. restaurants and so on. Mm -hmm. yeah? So and our coffee house was founded in 1836. We have over 187, think, years. Mm -hmm. So we are the first in this region and we are approximately at the same time as the Viennese. Mm -hmm. right? This was a privilege in these days mm -hmm. because Kems was an old um, city of trade because we had the Danube and the, 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 the crossing to the Bohemian region and to it Italy. Mm -hmm. It was on the, on mm -hmm. the cross. Mm -hmm. and so we had, um, for example, the first mention of a chocolate trader is from 1776 about this, yeah? here in Krems. And this was really un unusual for such a small city. Mm -hmm. And from this time we have we have this uh, uh, confectionery, we say confectionery, I don't know if it's a, a right translation. Konditorei is the German word, it means we are the specialists for all sweet dishes. In, uh, in the other countries it's not so usual, you have the baker, baker make also sweet dishes mm -hmm. and, and pastries, but in Austria we have, or, or in Middle Europe we have two parts, we have the baker, for the bread and all the sweet dishes is the conditor. Yeah? Uh, translated to sugar baker means the sugar baker. Sugar baker. Yeah. Okay. And this firm is from 1836 and you know there is a long tradition of the family. We have mm -hmm. just old books from uh, different cakes and so on and usually we have here the, the sweet dishes and so on and on the first floor there is the bigger size. Mm -hmm. We serve of course coffee, small dishes and so on. Yeah, it's an also institution that people come here mm -hmm. um, and have good conversation, reading newspapers and so on. It's the Austrian way of life, mm -hmm. you can say it. Yeah? In <laughs> Italy you go to the, to the restaurant in the evening and in Austria you go to the Conditorei and, uh, in the afternoon or mm. before. It depends on how you how you work uh, what, what's yeah. your what's your work and also like the work days like the day it is mm -hmm. it also depends but it's it's really part of of just austrian living kind mm -hmm. of like mm -hmm. like even young people are like let's go for a coffee and and it's just something you do mm -hmm. yes the wachau also the the Gremser or the wachau had, um, had some things to the austrian confectionery um, for example, you know the apricot, you will go to Mr. Hellerschmidt? Yeah. Mr. Hellerschmidt produces everything from apricot and nearly the same it's for us. You have now here the Wachauer Kugel. Yeah, it's similar to the Mozart Kugel. Mm. But this one is better, of course. Mm -hmm. I can explain you the reason, because mm -hmm. this is with nougat and marzipan and apricot. And the Mozart Kugel, for example, there is uh, nougat, mm -hmm. marzipan and pistas. Mm. Yeah, but here in the Wachau we have everything with the apricot. Yes. Apricot, apricot, everywhere, apricot. <laughs> and and if, when you taste it, and you taste the Mozart Kugel, if you buy it, the Mozart Kugel is hard inside. Because the most Mozart Kugel are industrial products. But we make it by hand for our own, and if you see it, our feeling is soft. Mm -hmm. Because it's fresh. Mm -hmm. I made this one last week. And that's the, it's just one product, uh, a typical product from us. And do you sell just from the store or do you also, you know, ship? Um, we, have, we have some, some retailers, but very small, you know, so specialties. Mm -hmm. We are not in the, in the supermarket or something like right. this. We have our own, right. you know, we have marked market segment. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just for, we are a small structure family firm. We have, of course, online. Uh, mm. Internet. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's of course. 
and uh, we have, for example, the Sachertorte uh, is not a Viennese yes, speciality. Sachertorte yeah. is uh, one of the main ingredients of a Sachertorte is the chocolate mm-hmm. and the apricot marmalade, the apricot jam. And we are here in the special area from the apricot jam. So the Sachertorte is also a very important product for our firm. And we sell a lot of Sachertorten in Vienna. We have customers in Vienna. We deliver one, one time a week to Vienna. Sachertorte, Pralines, chocolate and so on. Because Vienna is so near and is of course a big city. So it's important for us, the, mm. the distance to Vienna. Yes. And yeah, we have a lot of different products. If you want, we can go to the other side of the street to my production room. I can oh. show you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But usually it's not allowed to go with you know groups and so on in mm-hmm. the in the production room. That's the reason why we started about ten years ago with groups. Uh, so in the in the first <laughs> floor. In the first floor mm-hmm. we have a lot of space in the first mm-hmm. floor. And there we make presentation. Usually I make the presentation. You know, we have other Dress. Yes, other dress. It's another like the traditional. Yes. The dress code. Yes. Yeah. This is my mm-hmm. dress, and then mm-hmm. we have the we have uh, introduction in chocolate. We, uh, usually, I make it for uh, people. Uh, for, yeah, twenty-five to thirty is the mm, maximum. The limit. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. How many people? Twenty-five to thirty people. To yeah. 30 people. Because then there are group. just there, there are just too many people, oh, and they can't yeah. like you know. We have um, we have um, uh, rotation. If there are many people, for example, we have booking with hundred mm. people, so I have to separate it in three parts. Okay, and first of all, they gave they gave a coffee or some or tea or something with a small cake, mm. a chocolate cake, but mm-hmm. not a sachertorte. It's a it's a very a very nice. It's a, a lighter version of the sacher cake. Yeah, so it's easy to, to eat. It's a, a simple reason because. I learned if the people come to a chocolate tasting, mm-hmm. they eat a lot at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then they have problems with that. Okay, so we start always the same. We have coffee and a little cake, so okay. the people can taste it. Usually, then they are uh, begeistered. I don't, they are very euphoric after this, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, they love it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I start with the presentation. That means I I, I explain them what's chocolate, what's cacao, mm. uh, what the ingredients. Uh, then we have some tastings from dark chocolate to milk chocolate, white chocolate. Then we make some pralines. I make some pralines in front of them with caramel filling. Then I make uh, a, a lot of small things and give them to taste. And in the end of the presentation, we make uh, a range of our chocolates. We have typical uh, chocolate from our region. So we are not, uh, I told you, I'm not in the industrial producers. We have only things from here. And then I have two or three. Uh, samples for this chocolate so the people get a lot of chocolate if they want yeah? mm-hmm. so that's the reason why so it's, it's important they drink a coffee and a cake mm-hmm. before starting otherwise mm-hmm. it's not good for them so and then after this the people have the chance to go downstairs and the most of them buy something specialities we have here our shop with um, some you know souvenirs and so on mm-hmm. only but no industrial souvenirs always handmade do you also sell coffee beans so that people can? Uh, no, I, 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 I made I made these coffee beans, but I, oh. I, I have two different types of coffee. I can mm-hmm. show you. I have a, a Viennese coffee because mm-hmm. this uh, the roasting of the Viennese coffee mm-hmm. is a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. and the black one is a Ita- is a Italian roasting because mm-hmm. it's 
it's more harsh. This is it's a Italian. It's a cappuccino mm -hmm. with milk. Mm -hmm. You need a little bit more, uh, you know, more, more, more aroma in, mm -hmm. in this coffee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is not a typical product for us because we don't roast it for ourselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. But and I, I never heard that the tourists want the coffee. But maybe yeah, yeah in the no. future. I, just I made it. I made small packages with mm -hmm. our name and so on. I made this, yeah, mm -hmm. but we left it 20 years ago. Then I said, okay, nobody wants it. I was just curious because it's such good coffee. Mm. <laughs> we do have one roastery in Krems, oh, actually. Mm, okay. Cafe yes. Campus. Yes. What was it again? Cafe Campus. So, like, coffee campus. Like, campus of coffee. Campus. Yeah. And they, they roast. And they also like, for example, there are a few uh, coffee. Of course, we have more coffee houses. This is the oldest one, most traditional mm -hmm. one. That's why I wanted to show you, mm -hmm. and especially because it's with the pastries and the chocolate tasting. But there are also like more. And the Cafe Campus makes, for example, roastings especially for this coffee house. So, for example, there's um, their own roasting for Paul de Fitzka and their own roasting for that. Oh. So yeah they do that and so it's kind of like you know the the thing that you have that maybe the other coffee houses don't have okay. and and Thomas Rose's zone yeah and the uh, cafe campus is also like they also have a small s coffee shop with it but it's not like here where mm -hmm. everything is served and where you say it's traditional Cafe Campus has more um, the f of Starbucks because you have to go get it yourself, for example. Mm -hmm. It's still, it, like, people love it because they have their own roastery, but they're not the typical coffee, coffee uh. house. This is, we call it, it's a surprise chocolate because I oh, don't surprise. know what's inside. <laughs> these are the, the edges of the, of the regular chocolate, you know. Oh. This, I don't know what it is, just taste it. This is with milk chocolate and this is... <laughs> is it uh, butter? Like a no, no, no butter. Butter is not inside. It's just chocolate with a... Usually you have a liquid. Mm. You have to... Our filling is a soft filling. It's, mm -hmm. it's the same like in the, like the Mozart or the Wachauer Kugeln. Because this is an indicator for handmade product. Mm -hmm. If you buy an industrial mm -hmm. product, it's usually hard because they produce on stock. We produce every week fresh. fresh. I can show you over there mm -hmm. because we are a very small structured firm. And so we produce, we start on Monday and on Friday everything has out of the, of the production room mm -hmm. because we start on Monday again, you know, mm -hmm. and we only make uh, customized products. So mm -hmm. if you order, for example, they have own, own types of chocolate, then we produce it fresh. We yes. don't produce on stock. And you, you, should, you should taste mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's very fresh. You have mm -hmm. a very good tasting and mm -hmm. it's completely different to a... The industrial chocolate from the supermarket or for the gas station it's or so whatever. Um, the tech, it's so soft, and, but I mean... The mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Tastes also good. I think that's... Oh, this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is that one apricot? So but this one's more like a truffle or just, yes. just chocolate filling? Yeah, truffle is a, is a name for... We also have truffles for the... For the, for the I just sprout. couldn't think of the word for the filling. Yes, the truffle is a, is a, a term of, uh, of our profession. Mm-hmm. Cream, and 50% chocolate. I explained this everything in this uh, in this presentation. 
Oh yeah. And the, um, the cake, I told you, the, in the, the first step, it's a Trüffelschnitte. That means it's a, it's a cake with uh, this ganache. Mm -hmm. you, you can, uh, we say creme parisienne, you can uh, whip it. Yeah? And then you have a very light um, a variety of a chocolate cake. And then on the top you have the ganache as a icing is the name mm -hmm. of the gazur, mm -hmm. yeah. And this I, I explained everything in this in this presentation. Mm -hmm. And I'm of course a confectioner, so I can explain to people a lot of stories behind the typical Austrian uh, specialities. And so it's usually it's every presentation is different, mm -hmm. of course, because I have an yes. interaction <laughs> with the people, and it's usually very funny, you know. But this one is apricot. The yes, this is this is. I think this is. Um, we have now um, uh, Christmas chocolates, you know, and I don't mm. know what it is because these are the edges of the mm. and they uh, make uh, the, the chocolate and mm. it's we call it surprise chocolate mm -hmm. because. But it tastes very good. And people love it if you give it to them as a giveaway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, and usually we prepare sachertorte in the in, in the wooden box and chocolate, and the people are very happy. Then they are very happy, and they are also very happy because you told it. I think because Krems is a city with real life, so the the tourists like yeah. like it. They see, oh, they are real people. They are mm, cities yes, in Europe. Yes. This is like Disneyland. You know, everything is made for the tourists in Krems. Here are real people from our guests, and usually mm. they ask always, ah, where are they? come from ah, mm. yeah, from China or mm -hmm. from the States and so on yeah so that's the real life here there is no no facade no it's, not, it's not like a museum like you know you have a few cities and depending on when you go there it kind of like feels like it just everything is just there but you can like feel the spirit of the people you don't see the people and that's actually what I meant, like even with the coffee house culture, we don't present it to you because that's what we want the tourists to do, mm -hmm. but it's actually like what we do. Mm -hmm. Like even the young kids, like, I mean, told you I lived in Texas and everybody was meeting at the mall. In Grams, you're going for a coffee. Like even if you don't drink coffee, but you're still saying, let's go to a, for a coffee and you're meeting at a coffee house, even if you might drink a Coke or something, but even like for the young people, it's still, the thing of like okay we're meeting there and then from there we will see what we will do so this is really what that's actually what I loved about Krems when I moved here so that it's that it's not just being here a student but like people you know talking with you and and having the interaction and showing you things and yeah it's it's really it's it's a it's living traditions here mm -hmm. and and that's actually pretty nice that it's not just we're going to do it because it's a tradition but it's really lived and that's that's pretty cool yes yeah. this is our, our, melt, our meeting point mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have a lot of i don't know the english word stammkunden people who are coming every day repeat customers yes, yeah repeat yeah. every day a small coffee and then in former days when i was a child it was much more than mm -hmm. now the people came because they had more time uh, mm. Now it's, everything is stressing. Mm. They read the big newspapers and sit in mm. two mm. hours and read. And mm. So very, a very nice surrounding. A lot of people in Vienna, for example, mm. Café Centralo, the, 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 the poets and so on, the, everybody mm. meets in the coffee house because okay. there was the, the, the place to have a conversation. So that's, yeah. the, that's typical Austrian, or let's say it's typical Middle European. Yeah. And it's also like... What, what I love about it, like everybody has his like typical coffee house where he goes to and usually the waiters 
do you know their customers? So like, for example, my, like I live here and I have right opposite a coffee house. And when I go there, like, I don't even have to order. It's just like, hi, the same, yes. And, you know, you're just sitting down and, you know, you, you know exactly what you're getting. And mm -hmm. so this is, yeah. So where do you come from? Kansas City. Okay. Kansas. <laughs> I started in one state above in Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. uh, just an exchange program from our uh, University of Economics in Vienna. This That's is a partner nice. university, so I was there. So and my daughter, Hello. my daughter Francisca. My older daughter is now in Oregon. Mm -hmm. There's an exchange here. Oh, it's very pretty. Uh, she's one year in. Woodburn. <laughs> Have you visited her there? No, we will go next year. It rains a lot because but it's it's, it's, it's not allowed for us to visit her because she's there from a Rotary Exchange program. Mm. And but next summer we want to go and mm -hmm. make a, mm -hmm. a West Coast trip and mm -hmm. so on. Because Nebraska is not real pretty, but yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is real pretty. But it was also nice. If the people are nice, everywhere is nice. Yes, huh? yes, yeah. Yes. Midwest. I mean, very friendly people. I just met yeah. Kansas and Nebraska are farmlands yes, versus I'm, Oregon. You've got the coast and. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wineries and mm -hmm. you know more. Yeah, we had a, a total uh, trip from Chicago, New York, uh, West Coast. Also we, we tried to look at everything in the States. It was really a, mm -hmm. a whole summer, a oh, whole, a whole semester. Nice. It was really interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, the people we, we have here in games, uh, especially from the ships and mm -hmm. so on, they are usually very friendly. Yeah, that's they are, I've, I always say they're much more friendly than the Austrians sometimes, you know. It's the Austrian charm that we just like. It's another type of yeah, lifestyle. It's, yes. it's, it's just sometimes we seem grumpy. We're not like that. It's just, did, I don't know if you saw my post, but in <coughs> Vienna, the, the tour guide, she said that they're voted um, yeah. most livable city, but also the grumpy. Uh, yeah, the most yeah, grumpy yeah. city. Most, yeah, most, yeah. Uh, yeah, a funny, a funny joke, because I learned in the states that the people and the, the waiters and so on they are very friendly, mm -hmm. you know, mm. uh, and it was the service in in the states is I think excellent, mm -hmm. and in Austria we say the waiter, especially the coffee house, not in our coffee house really, there are different type of coffee house, but the the classic Typical coffee house well. he must be creepy, he must be unfriendly a little yeah. bit oh. to his guests, but this is uh, like uh, it's like a play, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Yeah, you yeah, know, morning. and that's that's more a game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the different because that's it's other lifestyle, mm -hmm. but it's not uh, it's not so creepy, crappy, grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. Mm -hmm. grumpy, grumpy yeah. It's not. It's yeah. just a game. Welcome to Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, the captivating travel podcast that takes you on an extraordinary adventure around the world. I'm your host, Jill Dutton, and I am thrilled to be your guide through the mesmerizing tapestry of cultures, landscapes, and experiences that await us. Global Journeys with Jill Dutton is more than just a travel podcast. It's an exploration of humanity itself. Through the power of storytelling, we illuminate the lives of the remarkable individuals we encounter along the way, whether it's through the eyes of a fishing guide, a distillery owner, a mixologist, a historian, chef, or even a farmer, each person we meet adds a rich layer to the narrative of culture and place. In this podcast, we embark on a transformative journey where the focus goes beyond the typical tourist attractions. Instead, we dive deep into the hearts and souls of the places we visit, uncovering the hidden gems and untold stories that make each destination truly unique. 
Join me as we venture off the beaten path, seeking authenticity, connection, and a deeper understanding of the world we inhabit. Together, we'll unravel the tapestry of cultures, one story at a time. Although my writing career began in the late 90s when I created and launched a wellness publication called Evolving Magazine, since 2015 I've worked as a travel writer on a mission to seek out the locally celebrated foods, liquor trends, outdoor activities, and stories of those I meet along the way. My work has been published in Wine Enthusiast, Afar, Woman's World, First for Women, Insider, Road Trippers, Modern Farmer, Chilled Magazine, and many more digital and print publications. I'm also the creator of Global Plates, The People We Meet, The Food They Eat, a syndicated column. Creating this podcast is the next step in my journey of sharing the stories of the people I've met along the way. So pack your curiosity, leave your preconceived notions behind, and let's embark on Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, where each episode promises to inspire, educate, and awaken the wanderlust within us all. As we travel on this exciting podcasting journey together, I invite you, our incredible audience, to be a part of it. Share your own travel stories, insights, and recommendations with us. Whether you have a hidden gem in your hometown or a dream destination that has captured your imagination, we want to hear from you. Your suggestions will help shape the future episodes of Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, guiding us towards extraordinary locations and experiences that deserve a spotlight. Remember, this podcast is not about just the host or the guests. It's about the collective exploration and discovery that unites us all as wanderers in this vast world. So reach out to us through our website, social media channels, or email and let your voice be heard. Send your suggestions to me at jill at globaljourneyswithjilldutton.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, may your travels be filled with endless curiosity, open-hearted encounters, and transformative adventures. Safe travels, fellow explorers, and keep wandering.